I'm John Murphy. I'm Christian Humes. And you're listening to Watch World. Hello, everyone. Uh, we are discussing Westworld Season 3, Episode 7, titled Past Pawn. It, we're coming down to the wire here. You know, we've yeah. got one episode left in a shortened season. Um, How many were in the previous seasons? Was it 10? 10. Oh, okay. So I was wrong. I thought it was 10, and then I saw it was 8, so I just assumed it was always 8. I didn't go back and check. No, most of HBO's, I think recently they've done the, the 10 episode seasons. Yeah. Um, there was a time when they did 12, but I think now it's like that's the, I guess, the moneymaker for them. Yeah. And then maybe the writers also felt like eight made the most sense. But I mean, looking at how much has happened in this story, if they had stretched out what's happened over two more episodes, I wouldn't have minded, to be honest. Frankly, there I would have preferred things... it. Yeah. Like, I mean, the the knowledge of what Roboam does and then the release of that information happened so quickly that I was, like, stunned by it because that felt like an endgame move to me. Um, clearly it wasn't because we know now season four is officially coming. But, uh, yeah, I, I really hope it's not another 20 months, but it probably will be. I do think that's, like, the number one thing that goes against this show is the massive amount of wait time between seasons. Yeah, and I think especially for it, what it seems like we're being set up for is that we're going to have a sort of cliffhanger probably ending this season where certain things are going to get resolved, but I think there's going to be some big things that haven't get resolved, and that's going to be set up for the next season, That which we're then we're going to have to wait, you know, X number of, amount of time for. Yeah. So, yeah, like that, whereas like previous seasons at least, eh, I guess season one ended on a pretty big cliffhanger, but season two Sort of did, but you also kind of set it up some, some time that some time is going to have to pass for season three's storyline to kick in. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I think it, I think, yeah, there, there's, it sucks to wait, but then, you know, I guess they do need time sometimes to figure some of the stuff out. Not to mention, I think the post-production is just massive. The pre-production, the actual, pro- like, you know, look. Before the episode, John and I, we always just make sure we're like, hey, well, you know, where are you at? How did you like the episode? Just so we're on the same page when we start. Uh, not completely surprised by everyone's takes then during the conversation. But uh, you you brought up a thing. You said, you know, sometimes they try to pull off action that is like blockbuster movie style. And it, they don't usually execute well on it. There's been a couple action scenes which I felt like I was watching a movie. But there's so, a lot of the times when they do the big action pieces like this, the chase it it wasn't it should have been like a matrix john wick like it should have felt like that and it didn't it just kind of fell flat for most parts of it except for the couple really like technology parts which were the interesting ones yeah but, it's, um, it's sort of like when you go watch you know avengers and see this and then you go watch agents of shield and it's yeah. a, like a different level that never is going to be able to compete you know? yeah I mean, this is clearly a step above Agent Shield, but it's not quite at uh, the film level. But yeah. I will say the production quality of like the design of the robots and the world and the the just like what everyone wears, like all of that feels to me as good as what you would get in a feature film. So like a, the aesthetic of the world, which is probably why it takes two years, because we're getting aesthetically something that is good enough i think for a feature film but the actual action and stuff is you know it, it can't it can't be it can't be because if you could then we'd be pumping out feature movies so much faster oh yeah you know if they're doing eight to ten hours of these 
every two years versus a two-hour movie every two to three years. Yeah, or <laughs> that's why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. can pump out a bunch of episodes. Right. Because that's even at a, a lower lower quality so they can... Yeah, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like, uh, you know, it's like Buffy-level action in HD. It's... <laughs> I watch it, but that is a popcorn show if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so what did you think of this episode titled Past Time? Uh, so it's not... I don't dislike it, so let me just say that up front. I do, I did enjoy it, but it did fall flat in a number of places for me. Um, and I do think that, like, similar to genre, parts of it feel maybe lower than they are to me because the few parts that did work, I thought worked so well. And then the parts that didn't just, like, almost seem worse in contrast. Um, but I think the biggest problem for me is Maeve has always been one of my absolute favorite characters. And I really, like, last season... You and I were on the same page. Like, it's going to be showdown almost between Maeve and Dolores. And it, it really, like, I was like, Maeve has to be the good guy. And everything this season about her has not worked outside of last episode, I think, when she was in the simulation. Yeah. But otherwise, it's it just felt, uh, it felt like I don't understand her motivations. And if what they're going for is, like, she doesn't want the sacrifices she made to get the people to safety, like, her people to safety to be in vain because she thinks Dolores is going to lose them, then they didn't spend enough time on that because she just keeps talking about like her daughter and it just feels like we've, we've gone backwards with her character. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree a lot with that sentiment with her. I guess we can actually dive into the episode sort of, cause because it kind of begins with Maeve's storyline. Oh, you're right. It does. Cause yeah. So we, we open with, we're in Jakarta, Indonesia and we have Musashi who, you know, did, kill Maeve last time that they right. interacted. Um, and this time we get, we figured out, we, we were guessing last week who did we think the other two host bodies were that they pulled from uh, Westworld or the parks. And it turns out it was Clementine. You were correct. Um, and we were sort of, we, I, the other one we were kind of guessing around with, and we kind of, I think, I know we discussed it. Um, yeah. Either it was going to be Armistice or someone like that. And it ended up being the Shogun version of uh, Armistice. Uh, I think it, uh, I think I'm gonna butcher this, but it's, I think it's pronounced Hanato. But you know, that's what. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't heard it been pronounced out loud in over two years, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she has a snake on her face, and so that's how you know it's Armistice. Yeah. You know, version of that. Um, Which is almost weird. They didn't do the poetic but cheesy like she would be the one to go after. Like yeah. why? Why? Like why have Clementine go after him at the start? Yeah, you would think that like oh you're from the same sort of at least externally you're from the same yeah. uh, little park so that would make more sense but i guess i wanted that re- that sort of more shocking reveal and i guess yeah. they, they kind of also needed to give that actress who plays clementine i think a little more because last season she just played like a ghost like a zombie right the whole time right and so it was kind of nice to get see her back acting as her normal self like in season one a little more which i found i think which I really enjoyed. So. Yes, I agree. Zombie Clem, not the greatest, but I'm glad that she's back on the show. I do think that we aren't done with that world, um, with the Shogun characters, and I think, I think there was a bigger reason for her to have done that because he, bringing him back as like herself, as a copy of herself, was sort of one of the strangest moves they could have done. Um, and I, I guess you could explain it away as like, well, that was her way to get into the underworld to steal identities and stuff. But it's just such a specific call out that, like, 
you know, when Maeve infiltrated the Yakuza, they had the weird, you know, host milk. Yeah. And they didn't go back to that. And I think maybe the finale reveal or for next season is like, I think he's been printing hosts. I think other Dolores has been printing hosts the whole time. Uh, and like Dolores is going to call him home in the finale. And like next season will be like the hosts have all landed in the real world. It's like Westworld in the real world. Yeah. No, no, I, I think that's probably true. Um, I There was an interesting thing right before this where, uh, you know, the Mustachi Dolores gets a call from Charlotte Dolores. And it's basically like, He's all sending us to die. I'm not going to be part of this plan anymore. As she's rubbing like lotion into her burnt skin to try to revive it or whatever she's doing. <laughs> we, yeah, I don't totally understand that. And I can't tell if that was supposed to be real or not. Like if we're going to get a reveal. I don't know why Charlotte Dolores would care. She understood what her part of the plan was. I understand she wouldn't want to die, but she isn't. But I mean, to go through everything she did and then just turn on Dolores out of spite seems like such a bizarre move and end to that character after they made they finally made charlotte dolores really awesome for an episode yeah and now she's basically gonna be like mave in, in a weird way which, yeah which uh, yeah i mean unless it was like she found out that the guy that blew up their car was hired by dolores yeah ma- that's i hope they I go back that. to it I, I hope they go back to it to explain it just because that, I mean, maybe we're just left to not ask that question and they just needed a way to set up Clem killing him off. But I don't know. Then they should have just resolved his death in a different way because it feels like they just wrote. Or just have that. Or Charlotte should have died. Like That's what I'm saying. Out, like, like Charlotte should have died and Maeve and Maeve should have Maeve and him should have died. They should have killed each other. Like. And then they could have been using his pearl instead of the crispy pearl because it's easier to believe, you know, that guy's that Dolores was just blown up. Like it just it feels like they they wrote themselves into a corner and then had to write this to fix it. And I hope that's not the answer and that there's something else there. But we might never go back to it. And maybe that's just what it was, which is why, like, it felt like it was unimportant. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that's that's probably yeah, this just feels like the most underwritten part and it's just kind of strange. But I think the this whole fight scene, I think Musashi's machine gun briefcase oh. is cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Hanato's like, you know, basically cutting him in half and then taking his head was cool. All that stuff is great. Reminds me of that, that, that where they were reminds me of Black Panther when they go to that secret casino. Oh, that is exactly what I was thinking about yeah. uh, when that scene happened, which made me re- want to go rewatch that. That was a good movie. Um, yeah. Um, so that happens. And then um, we get some horseback riding, right? Is that where we get to? Where yeah, I was really <laughs> hoping we'd get a classic Dolores Splendor quote here. Yeah. Because she was seeing the real Westworld that the Westworld was based on. And I thought that was kind of brilliant and i loved that i loved that quiet moment because we've been so surrounded by technology and by buildings and concrete that just being out in the desert yeah. was also, i think they, awesome it's, it's a show called westworld they should have horseback riding every season uh-huh. with absolutely with amazing vistas and 100 <laughs> percent, totally agree it's like they yeah, you you think that yeah they should have it but um so apparently they're in mexico and i, I was a little bit confused about this last week about what was thing what were they actually looking for were they looking for william mm-hmm. or with it and so uh 
it took a second to kind of review what was going on. And the annoying part with uh, Dolores' this whole season is the fact that like she has a plan and she doesn't tell anybody about it <laughs> or tells about it in pieces. So right. I feel kind of bad for, uh, you know, the, the actress that plays her. Um, it's like she kind of is one note the whole the whole season. That's how I kind of feel. Oh, you bad. think? Yeah, I feel a little there, bad. I mean, I feel like we've so- seen more humanity out of her this season than we have recently. I think, you no, know, it's like she's like the same temperature the whole time. As we're at least in when you were in season one and season two and she's in loops and dealing with all this stuff. Yeah. It's like you see more range of what's going on with her as an actress. Oh, interesting. I think of this one, she's very just like, I'm on a mission. Like, follow me. I told you, blah blah blah. Like it's like I mean, that's all true. But when she's with Caleb, I feel like a different side of her comes out because she empathizes with him, and so I think she's able to tap into that part of her emotional response. Obviously, there were sections of this episode with her and Caleb where she wasn't doing that, and that's just because the goal in mind was for him, so she couldn't empathize with him because she was like, "Well, you don't even know who you are yet, so you need to know who you are so that we can have a real conversation again." But I think. Like, I I don't know. I kind of felt like there were times, especially like when Caleb, when she first saves Caleb from being thrown off the roof and stuff, I was like, oh, she actually cares about him. Like when they're on the beach and Caleb's like, you know, trying to save, she's like, we have to go. And she's like looking at him like you can see like she's thinking about it. She's like, well, everything in my plan says we need to leave. But like, I also don't want to take this from you. Yeah, no, I, I that's a very subtle side of her performance, which I will give. Yeah, like, no, that's. I think, yeah, I think she's a very talented actress. She's doing it. I just think, like, every episode, it's sort of the same beat with her. Sure. It's not like, as meaty. Yeah. And so I, I, I do yeah. kind of feel bad in the sense that, you know, if, if you're like, okay, what are we doing today? Okay. <laughs> like, Dolores and Caleb doing this. and uh, but She's you got know. her X-Men 2000 suit on. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have Teddy this time, Cyclops, you know. <laughs> uh, Caleb's much more fun than Teddy. Ah, but Teddy's so much more good looking. Yeah, but Teddy's a wet blanket. (laughs) (laughs) I like Teddy. He's good. And, and, you know, he's just doing Jesse Pinkman this whole episode. Um... I got a little, but I mean that is the actor. It's it's hard not to see that character in him, I obviously. Know. But like when um, he starts flipping out near the end, I'm just like, oh my god, he's going full pink sure. right now. <laughs> but in a very different way. Yeah, I'll just because like, like the little, motivations are different. Yeah, because he's been like drugged up like half of his life, and yeah, it's like harder to convey emotion. But Pinkman's much more, you know, dealing with methamphetamine and yes, you know, all this other stuff. Um, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, they basically go to this old facility that, uh, Dolores learned about when she used, uh, William's blood to infiltrate the, uh, the, the system and figure out this location. Um, we get another cool piece of technology, this sniper rifle with a drone that, like, targets, marks everybody. Um, the absolute cool, have, have you ever played Perfect Dark? Yeah, the railgun. Yeah, the the Farsight gun. Was it the Farsight gun or the rail gun? Oh, well, so the are you talking about like the laptop gun, the one that's like a sentry? Well, there's the laptop gun, but then I remember the one you could see through walls and you could shoot people. That's the Farsight. Okay, it's the Farsight. That's the Farsight. Okay. Yeah, dude, that's all I could think about when this happened. I was like, oh my god, they made a Farsight gun. It makes sense. <laughs> it was... Like that's where sniper rifles would go. You know, in this future. Kind it of was thing. cool as hell. 
Yeah. That was one of my favorite moments, like just from this season, as far as like cool new tech ideas we haven't really seen. And did we? I thought that was great. And right before this, do we get the story that Caleb starts telling about his like squad? Is that during this yeah. time too? Yeah. Because then we all yeah. the other big piece of technology here is like the U.S. government uses drone strikes, but from space where they can do like accurate like tagging of a target individual and then like fire essentially a missile down from orbit <laughs> and. To eliminate things, you know, that way. Yeah, it's a orbital drop, and it's actually like something that has been like proposed before. But obviously, because we we don't militarize weaponized space as far as we're aware of. Uh, well, you don't. Know I think space like, force yet. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's been things like that proposed in the past, but they're like not allowed, so they don't do it. But like the idea is that like, well, you don't need fuel, and it basically kind of takes care of itself and it doesn't have radiation. Like it, it solves a lot of the more messy problems of like standard explosives, but it's like, it's still not okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's obviously talking about the current situation we've been dealing with in the last 15, 20 years of drone strikes and the ability yeah. to essentially wage war without actually unconventionally and right. to murder you know, people in other countries and sometimes your, your own citizens, um, you know, to do that. I thought they were actually going to there. I thought the weirdest part about this backstory that Caleb was telling was that, and it obviously ends up being sort of very fabricated or I don't know exactly what is true or what is not true. Um, but I guess this part's true in the sense that you're showing what him and Francis were doing. And then he's like, oh, but we were also being tracked. And I was like, oh, so like these like, you know, Russian entities also have like an orbital cannon to like fire down. Uh, I thought what they were going with was that they were betrayed by their, like once they were being, once they were used by their government, they would also just take yeah. out their own soldiers. And that was going to be the big reveal that like, right. He was betrayed by his own society, his own country, but they didn't go that route. It was like somehow no. r these Russians also have like technology to kill people. The same, the same right. exact one. I'm like, okay, that's, like weird but okay <laughs> yeah that that was the sequence that's the one sequence that's still questionable to me because i think that is the story he believes is true and that's how his friend and everyone died and he survives yeah so i wasn't sure but that I changed think that one once they fake. did the big the other reveal later yes i'm like did, is all like what he said before and all he believes or i thought that i don't know exactly but then i guess maybe as things change well Dolores said he was honorably discharged so and that like actually happened. Yeah. So I think everything actually happened except for them, like his squad being taken out. Cause that was, I think supposed to be the explanation for his partner being dead. I thought though it was that, cause like you don't, you don't see Francis die in that. It was like these two, it was like another guy that gets blown up by. Yeah. Or maybe that wasn't Francis. So um, then maybe, so maybe that did happen because, cause we, they did explicitly say like, no, you were in the military and you were discharged. But then what came after is like, very different and thank goodness they finally gave an explanation to this app because i brought this up at the beginning of the season and i was like how in this universe could this exist i understand like there could be a black dark web but there's no way with these supercomputers that they would ever like you'd have this just like app interface on a regular phone like it didn't make any sense to me yeah but yeah but it, it's clearly now used obviously by the, the, the system and that's why I think also the world doesn't really want to answer the question of is there like a f actual government or and like a police force? Because it seems like, yes, there was a military 
and then now it's like there's not a military or it's like i don't know exactly what the world is and it seems like chaos and murder are pretty like easily people can just easily assassinate people without repercussions and you know using this rico app and stuff and um it seems like there is no police except when there is police sometimes when they need there to be i don't know it's kind of strange yeah it's like they don't want to feel too weird too different from our world but then they're trying to also push some boundaries where right and i think it's just it's it's all like an illusion and as long as people buy into it it works it's like i guess the idea right it comes back to the whole like if you can't tell the difference is any but real yeah you know so people people think there's a structure taking care of stuff but mm, they don't really understand it but as long as they're not being targeted and they're living their lives happily enough they don't well yeah i mean that's very it's like our world you know i think we live in a very you know we live in harmony for the most part because we have some sort of basic understanding or we think there's some sort of system in place but Sometimes things happen and we realize, oh, wait, there are no system. <laughs> we could all right. like just there's, suddenly. A, there's, there's someone working on that, right? Yeah. So. Um, and, and <laughs> Somebody that... smarter than me is taking care of this. It's got to be. Yeah, I think so, right? Um, but yeah, so um, this is where we meet Solomon. Yes, which I liked. I really liked the idea that like they kind of, in the same way that like they fucked up with the hosts and the hosts were screwed up. We get Solomon, and Solomon's like an early screwed up host. Solomon is very much like Dolores. It with Dolores and Wyatt remind me a lot of Solomon in the way that, especially early on, she would kind of flip between them, and it's like, is she a destroyer or is she a savior? Like last episode, I was like, this is it. Her and Man in Black on the same side, and it's like again, now is she bad again? Like I can't. It's all so complicated as to everyone's motivations, and we still don't know what she wants to accomplish, and it's like. Yeah. Who is who? Who amongst any of these people can actually be good? <laughs> and who can I empathize all, with? <laughs> right, and but also like all of them, in a sense, want everyone to thrive. Yeah. Like Dolores wants people to be able to live without these structures, and the other guys like people can't live without structures. And it's like, but everyone like we're all just want everyone to live. So how about we stop killing each other and we try to figure out a better way to do this? Yeah, like it's it's they could have actually done something very interesting, which. I think, unfortunately, they have decided now to kind of just make Serac generic antagonist of the week type of thing going on. But, like, I feel like they were going to set him up in a weird way of, like, oh, let's make a compelling case for, like, control and structure with this character. And but, but in a way, they have, though, because it's like, I feel like every time we get a new episode, I'm try- I am I can't decide who the hell is right. Yeah, but then, like, you know, you don't cast vincent cassell as as him you, totally you like don't make him willing to you know do like there's just certain things where you're just like okay they're purposely making him villainous because they we need to root against him for some reason but it i think it's more fun to almost us as the audience be conflicted to be like hey actually this guy seems like he's trying to do a good thing and yeah you know and then and then we will then empathize with caleb it's like oh i don't know what to do I don't know whether I should follow Dolores here, which wants to overthrow the system, or should I still be in the system? You know, or like, you know, I think they they could have had that. You know, I think a little bit better. For me I mean, there's like, there's like literally like the man in black, who's now the man in white. <laughs> like, literally during his sequence, I'm agreeing with him, even though 
I'm also agreeing with Dolores, and they and he wants to kill Dolores, and it's just like yeah, he wants very... to wipe. Now he's like, it's interesting what he decided to do, and I guess yeah. we'll get to him. Um, you know, we we'll talk about his stuff, but like, yeah, because he's basically he he lays out what he wants to do right now. We didn't get that before. And now he's like, I'm gonna kill all the hosts. I'm gonna murder all yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, okay, fine. Oh, so he's gonna be set up to, but then he also doesn't really, I guess, doesn't like Sirak, and he now right. So it's like, what is, what is his end game? Just to kill all the hosts, but then also he's gonna kill Sirak or kill Rehoboam and just destroy it all. Yeah, you know. Or and then what is what does Bernard have to do in any of this? Like, because now it seems like before we were discussing like Dolores had needed Bernard for a very specific thing, and it, I don't know if that's still the case, but like he's off on his own side quest now here with William. <laughs> so it's interesting. It's uh honestly it's hard to parse, but in in a good way. I don't hate that I can't decide who I should be standing with because they all kind of have uh varying degrees of crossover in like their viewpoints as well as like completely different and contradicting viewpoints. And I think that's really fun. Um Yeah. I rewatched um I was rewatching Minority Report recently. Mm. Very similar in terms of themes or what they're talking about in the sense that you know, Rehoboam is essentially like pre-crime. You know, it's a predictor yes. of what could happen and how best to mitigate certain decisions. And yes. is that, if you're writing history before it's made, are you really, is there really free will? Like, if someone actually doesn't commit a crime, you know, because the, the way that we set up worlds now, it's like crimes happen and then we respond to them by doing certain actions, right? Certain actions right. happen. But what if someone does an action so destructive or... People still get, still die. People still lose loved ones, and it's like you, no matter how much justice you have, you're not going to bring that loved one back. So correct, like similar things here, where you know the idea of controlling fate versus chaos and but free will to do what you want. And, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm still, I'm still a Serac guy, but. I don't know. After I got to tell you, I mean, it was clear we were going to learn something terrible about Solomon and about what they did to Caleb and who Caleb was. But they were really setting it up to seem more like Caleb was a bad person and they fixed him. But actually, it feels like they made him into a bad person. Yeah. So through these sort of memory flashbacks when we revealed, he realizes that after the war, after he got repaired or something that he was then used by and he was classified as an outlier. He was then used, um, he went through this sort of training, this, uh, you know, re, uh, repur- he was one of the first, I guess, successful people of being able to be reprogrammed yeah. to a degree. And so he was not considered an outlier anymore in the system. Thus, yeah. And then he was now used to apprehend and take, you know, or, or kill other outliers of the system. Which, so here's the interesting thing is... Um, and I mean, we're jumping more around this episode, but I think it's important to do that than to follow it directly through because there are things that happen and then more context provided later in the episode. So, uh, you know, Bernard is under the assumption. I think he's very correct in that Dolores has found Caleb and Caleb is her plan in a way. Yeah. But I think he's incorrect that he wants Caleb to destroy humanity. I think he still doesn't understand what Dolores's true motivations are and that Dolores just... She she hates the idea of there not being like a free will, 
and that this this and if humans are going to destroy themselves then they should be allowed to do that in a sense because yeah. there's almost no meaning to to life if there isn't a you know a choice but i don't think bernard gets that i think bernard just sees the destruction he's not you know i mean and that's what she says to caleb when they first get to uh mexico and she's like you know my world she tells him like it was chaotic and it was deadly and it was violent, but there was beauty in it because in those moments, like people ha- had the option to make a real choice sometimes. And like, that's something that doesn't exist anymore in your world. So I, I don't know if she actually wants Caleb to destroy everything, especially because when she goes to talk to Solomon, she's like, Hey, you had a plan once. And Sirach was like, no, we're going to cancel this. Like we're going to go back to your old plan. So like, there must have been some other idea, and I don't know what that is, though. Well, I, I'm guessing that she needs Caleb to lead a revolution, basically. Oh, 100%. 100%. But she's not—I think if she wanted Caleb to destroy everything, like all of humanity, then she would find a way to insert that into him. There's no way that's what Solomon wanted, was to destroy all of humanity. Yeah, I think there's some, but I think it needs to, I think what she realizes is that change has to come organically from within, hu- like, the human race. Yes, yeah. it, it, it has to be incepted. Like, these, like <laughs> through an outlier, like, yes. like Caleb, that's what I guess she determined. And so, it's it's interesting the way they, they kind of set up this episode, though, is that are they setting up Caleb to be this almost villain-like character? Like, is he going to be a destructive force now going forward with the plans that he needs to change the world either? Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know the results of that. Is it going to be a good change or a bad change? Um, right. But that's, it seems like, she, I think maybe she realized like, I can't change the world by myself and my clones and me, or I, I can't do it. I need Caleb and whatever he's going to help do now to basically overthrow the world and then my people can then come in and actually yeah. like but so this is where this is where I think I got it right because I've been saying I think since the first episode of the season that she doesn't see Bernard as her enemy she sees Bernard as the person that can lead her people into a future where they can coexist or have their own world in the real world and like I've been saying like oh she can't lead them into a new future she could maybe help create it but she can't be the leader and like she even said to caleb like she was like you have to be the one she's like you need to be the leader and i was like that's exactly what i think she also believes about bernard and maybe that's the thing maybe bernard's gonna look at caleb as this enemy and what he's gonna learn is that actually he and caleb together can lead both people into the new future and maybe it'll be a bernard caleb dolores kind of against a like mave Sirach, because it would be interesting to see Maeve go from this path of enlightenment down a dark path because the idea that like uh, control like her power just is corrupting her because she now has so much control over things that she actually is I didn't think about this but her motivations make a little more sense I think they still have a really bad way of uh, displaying it but because she can control everyone things she can't control she looks at just like outliers as a problem because she can't predict them and she's like well these could cause the destruction of things i want to keep safe she literally looks at dolores the same way sirach looks at caleb they did a bad job of displaying that i think that's what they were going for yeah no i that makes total sense if they if they set up a little bit better that 
oh, Serac and Maeve have similar sort of philosophies because of how they operate. And that puts, puts them together. And I, yeah, I could totally see a scenario where the show ends with, on a hopeful note of, oh, we've created, you know, a new world order where Caleb and Bernard are like the remaining people and like Dolores sacrifices herself, uh, William sacrifices herself, Serac dies, you know, all these sort of key other people and maybe even Maeve sacrifices it like his yeah. dies. It's like those people all like ha- their stories end at the end of the series. Yeah. And then the, the two remaining people are the people that will lead a sort of human host, you know, kumbaya like world, yeah. you know, until something bad happens and then host kills all. Um, okay. What did we look over? We didn't mention the first interaction with Solomon. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I thought I was that was going to say like the, what I loved about it was this one moment where Dolores is like, you're like me, you're blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, you're a Delos product. Like you're not, you're, you're basically nothing. And it's like, yeah, that's like Dolores wants to pull meaning into her existence but it's funny because, and it's fun to see another machine basically say like, no, you're like, you're just a product that was created for this specific purpose. And I am, and like, and you're definitely not being nothing like me. <laughs> like what he's basically saying. Yeah. It was all, um, I think having them interface with it via audio was great because if they showed up and they were just looking at screens or looking at profiles again, that would have been really disappointing. <laughs> Yeah, which I feel like that's what affect that would I think hurt all the Bernard Stubbs William scenes because it was a lot of like just talking at a screen and looking at a screen and like <laughs> Stubbs like let me try to I'm good at looking at searching up people sure. blah 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 and so yeah. like that that all stuff felt weird but here like this style of storytelling of using audio and talking to like basically a burning bush which is God like and him explaining kind of what's going on is it's very wizard of oz yes yeah it is it's um i i like i said at the beginning of this i I might enjoy this episode more after discussing it and i do but it's 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 similar to genre i enjoy the themes of the episode more than yeah the the ideas of it are better than the execution yeah which i mean come on like the what they're dealing with here on this show and the themes are so big and complicated that if if they they fall a little flat sometimes that is not I mean, that's uh, most, I'm not excusing it, but come on. Most like, TVs and cinema, it's like the ideas that it puts in your head as you think it over and over again often makes it so iconic. Like I think I was rewatching Back to the Future again, and there's so many iconic moments and things that like grain into your memory. But then when you watch it straight up and just try to analyze it, it's like kind of like a funky movie that kind of doesn't make yeah. sense at times, and it's just weird. And, and yeah, and that's kind of how our how our brains just like sometimes repurpose things. And, um okay so uh solomon happens they head downstairs we get a sort of uh after death style like video from Sirac. like yeah like if you're seeing this i die but that's not actually what it is it's more like oh you woke up like you you were fixed congrats great um he has been essentially put into matrix purgatory yeah which is very much also like Minority Report, where people that right. crime, pre-crimes, they put them based on ice. For, right, for which this, this is basically what happened to all of the hosts. Like, all the hosts that are alive are basically, like, on ice. The ones that are in that, yeah. like, valley, in a way. Yeah. So, but with the uh, idea that, like, they're not 
destroyed. They're just, they'll eventually hopefully be re-ingrained into society if they are no longer considered outlier. But Yes. Um, so I, th- I thought all those moments were great. I, I really liked all of that. And the ultimate reveal that the app that he's been using which I'm glad they came back to it because it really felt like a weird yeah, thing place, for them yeah. to do. Um, it's all been augmenting his actual reality. And he never even knew what he was like really doing. Like he literally thought he was in another place when he was capturing that man. Uh, the well, idea that was that the reprogramming of the, the actual um, place that he was in. Like in this facility, that was his reprogramming. Oh, right, right, right. Not the the Rico app was just used to uh, target and eliminate uh, outliers or other targets. They needed to get the system right. to work because essentially, it you know it's easier to basically pay a higher guns to take pick people out versus like trying to take them out by other means. Like yes, you know, and it's easier to set up sort of a, a Silk Road of murder. And other Which, other crimes to get things done. It makes sense, and I think I think that was all really well done. And then the way Caleb has to take his friend out. I mean, I thought that was brilliant because they didn't make him a bad guy. He didn't accept the hit on his friend after his friend had accepted a hit on him. He only did it after he let his friend basically tell him that he was going to kill him. Yeah, I mean, it was. For me, I think this whole reveal, it didn't hit, it didn't land in the way I kind of felt like, almost like, as if he's supposed to be this main character I feel for, just because of, he was a soldier for hire, he was a soldier, and then became like a gun for hire, and all this kind of stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I I guess if you set up that he was like, he had this whole other life, and it's a, you know, total recall situation, yeah, that like, was taken from him, and, but it's kind of not, because he's still kind of lives in this sort of shadowy world and already does it. So like this reveal didn't seem as big to me. And I kind of knew they were eventually going there that like he probably had killed his friend, his best friend. Yeah, but. I but I just, the circumstances of it were different than I would have guessed. Because again, like he didn't plan on this, as far as they knew, this was just like a blackmail. This guy works for a billionaire thing. We're going to get some money and then he goes home. Yeah. Like no one cares. But actually, it was it was really more fucked up than that. And he didn't want to kill his friend. He didn't want either of them to die. And he gave his friend the out. He was just like, he was like, how much do they offer? And he was just like, it doesn't, you know, he was like, it was enough. And he's like, okay, cool. Then I have to kill you now. He's like, if you're going to kill me, then I have to kill you. Like, yeah. you you don't, you're not giving me a choice here. Yeah, but like then every the friendship that, has a price. Yeah, which, I don't know. A couple million dollars, not enough money. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like not in this are, are we kidding no <laughs> no way uh no way um 10 billion i don't know maybe but well it depends on, <laughs> depends like, on the how person. how um you know i think how well my friend is like used is good like if we're both like murderers for hire like yeah if he's like really uh good with a gun and like really good aim i yes a higher price needed to be <laughs> yeah sure but in real life no uh yeah. <laughs> Which is why I just thought I thought it was really kind of twisted. But then the reveal that like they used the AR to augment his memories, they basically gaslit him. Yeah. They basically made him relive these moments over and over and over and over again under different contexts and under drugs that he had experienced this false memory more than he experienced the real one. 
and then it it tortured him. Like it, what's crazy to me about all of it is is like why don't they then like do other things for this person? Why don't they make sure like his mom's health is taken care of? Because they also well, I yeah, guess it's like because they know he's a more like... valuable asset. He's a more valuable asset when he needs the money for the app, so he'll do whatever they want, I guess. Yeah. God, they're f- and, we, and this is why, like, I'm like, I can't get on Ciroc's side. Yeah. Because cause... he's doing so much purposeful harm. Well, it's sort of, it's, it's, is it him or is it the machine that he is setting outcomes for is then doing this in a way? But what's the difference? Because he knows. Yeah, but he's looking, he's a, he's a bigger picture. Here. It's like to yeah. get to this desired outcome, which is a sustainable, balanced world, right? Building off of the, the the world order that already existed, this is what has to be done. So, you know, it's yeah. I think it. Yeah, you you would think that maybe they would help him out a little bit, but you know, it doesn't. I don't know. The outcome doesn't necessarily square the cost. Especially because it's ongoing. Yeah. This wasn't like he had to do a really horrible thing so the future would be saved. It's like, no, he needs to continue forever to do a horrible things for the world to be saved. And that's not to say that our universe is like our real world situation. Like for people to live in America, there are so many other places around the world that have it so bad yeah. for us to have a regular life, which I understand. And so yeah. this actually is probably on paper a better situation than the way the current world works. That being said, the difference is, as far as we're aware, no one's making those choices for us. Like, we're trying to figure out the best way as a society and as, like, a species to better ourselves. And, like, if we do a bad job and people suffer, it's our fault. It's not, like, a machines that a couple people made. Well, I think there's a lot of, I, I think, real-world application of what's being hinted at here, where it's, like, I think computer programs and other type of things to dictate how our markets work sometimes and influence yeah, definitely you know futures of stuff and so yeah i think more so than there is not i don't think yes there is no central watson like ai system right now that is like controlling yeah. everything but i think in these sort of s- smaller sections across the world yes i think uh, uh technology is actually playing an interesting role in doing the bidding of the powerful and That's fair. helping, I think, further their control in that way. And it, it's just, I think it's hard to square, though, the cost of it because especially especially in that scene, that scene made all of the things feel so much different because you look around and there's just like, it looks like endless bodies, yeah, endless people on ice. And like, we know there's like 35 of those reprogramming places. Yeah. There's, Which is still just, like, you know, it's in a bad. population of... How many billion? Yeah. If it's only like less than, it's like a percentage point of a billion. It's like, sure. Is that worth it? And it's like, I don't know. It's like, I, I guess you could say yes because to save the majority, a certain very small minority has to essentially, yeah. Not, e- I don't even know it's suffering. It's just like you're essentially taken out of the system and you're frozen. So you're not even conscious. And that's true. But I, I'm still like weirdly on Team Dolores because just. <laughs> Well, because like I think it, is our natural human instinct to feel that way, and she yeah. appeals to that. But you know, it's like there's one planet, there's one you know, like we have one world to coexist on, and which I think is the most fascinating thing about this is they don't have like moon colonies. That yeah, there's no space have. travel at this point. It's like they didn't. Yeah. Well, maybe because they, we saw the rockets 
in that one. Yeah, scene. but it seems like they're using that for my guess is for travel, like super fast travel. Yeah, that's probably true. That's but... what I thought that was supposed to be. Is like the whole. That's like what SpaceX and some other people are proposing now. Is like this whole like we launch you up into orbit, you come back down, you can get from like California to New York in forty five minutes. Yeah, you know you can get to like from New York to China in like an hour and a half. <laughs> it's like yeah. I mean that's cool. It's insane. It's <laughs> terrifying, but it's super cool. Yeah. Um. So they set up the they hint at the EMP, which. We're like, as soon as they hint at that, we're going to... Oh, it's gonna be it had used. to happen. has to be used. Um, and then we Check have, off ZMP. Then we have the big fight between Maven and Dolores. Um, yep. Dolores gets her arm blown off, which is pretty cool. Uh, and that's when she sets off the EMP, which knocks her, Maeve, and Solomon out. Right. But right not before he delivers this plan to Caleb on a nice handy flash drive. Uh, I don't think that, I mean, we know, like, if you watch the trailer, spoiler, they're not dead. Their bodies are knocked out. Their pearls are fine. Yeah, they just need to be rebooted, basically. Yes. Yeah. So I think Solomon is said, dead. I think Solomon is shut. Like, I think that's hard to reboot back up. I think you're right. Um, and do you think she Because the thing about the pearls is the pearls are this weird, like, almost organic yeah, you know, yeah, that can be sort of saved and and repurposed back into a new body. Um, but there there was a weird thing that happened, which was it all ends and doesn't doesn't the the AI, the isn't Caleb's headset still working? I think it got, got shut off at that point because I was I assumed that once she hit it, that totally knocked out Solomon, and then I also thought like doesn't that like in in time also murder all those people that are frozen? Because all their systems were shut off, and like their life support systems, so like she just yeah, murdered probably. a lot of people. Probably, <laughs> which I mean, they were as good as dead because they weren't ever being woken up. True, but she's the one that pulled the trigger. So it's, yeah, totally. Uh, um, I, no one's gonna pretend that Dolores is not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> has is not responsible for a lot of deaths. Yes, uh, <laughs> that is. Even if I empathize with what she's trying to do at times, uh, I in no way think it's the right. Which is why I'm like. I don't I don't think even Dolores believes she can lead these people. I think she just knows that no one's going to give the right people to lead the opportunity. Yeah, that's true. Um yeah, and I think we'll wrap up on the we Oh, well, so wait. Uh, th- yeah, there was there were two things. We didn't talk about William Bernard. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We were talking about that whole that's But but I could have sworn Caleb gets the AI assistant talks to him through the headpiece at the end. Maybe it's on like the little drive that he has now it's like it still has yeah i don't know. I, I wonder if we're gonna find out if that's abernathy on the ai oh like the like her her dolores yeah. ai's talk to her yeah it was talking to caleb okay. maybe that was in the preview for next week maybe it wasn't at the end of this episode i thought it was at the end of this i don't episode. think it was because i thought he walked out and then sees her you know knocked out and then i thought he got like a, a voice that is like like i have instructions for you oh okay maybe maybe then it is but maybe that was in the trailer for the next episode to show, like, it was, like, a direct follow-up scene. I can't actually remember. Yeah. Um, but I was like, wait, shouldn't that headset be broken? <laughs> yeah, shouldn't uh, all, right. like, technology be knocked out within this? Yeah. Set? So, William Bernard. Um, this, I thought, was weird. This because th- the way the last episode ended with him giving a helping hand to hold pull him up, and then, like, they're in immediate conflict. I was like, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they'd have to, like, work this out. Yeah. This whole, but, this whole, these whole, all this interaction here at this facility, 
when they walk outside of it and then we're at that gas station it all felt strange and i felt like like just the dynamic of these three men like growling at each other what was like the set like in terms of like <laughs> between takes you know because they all have the, they all were just talking like well i don't know you're gonna do this thing you know uh and <laughs> And they're all just, like, talking in this very same tone. Except, well, I mean, that's just Bernard's normal voice, yeah. but he didn't seem mad. Bernard just seemed to be kind of like... No, but yeah, Stubbs and William are going at it, and... Yeah, just... which I loved. I loved that. Especially because we got a, like, like goddamn Ford. Yeah. He was like, fucking Ford. I thought that was great. Like, I yeah. thought it was so good to hear him complain about Ford one more time. Yeah. He's it's... like, you too? <laughs> yeah, it was, like, all weird, and then... You know, Bernard's looking something up on the computer, basically gives an exposition. Then, like, Stubbs is like, mm. here, I'm better at looking for people through the, through the network here. Yeah. So that's my program, <laughs> I guess. And so then he immediately finds Caleb and, um, yep. you know, and then and then this is where we get, like, the William basically revealing that he now knows he has to do. He has to kill all hosts. And it's kind of weird to, like, when you're hanging out with two hosts and being like, I got to kill all hosts. I'm going to kill you eventually. <laughs> And this is where I think, like, he was so close. He's so close to, like, he knows he's supposed to do the right thing. He just doesn't, he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> it's like, he's like a, he's like a great, like, tool that needs to, like, be wielded by someone. Yeah. And hopefully, and I'm sure they're going to de-escalate the situation, but there should have been a better conversation between the three of them, and it should have been really interesting, and I think it got pushed to the next episode. Yeah, because it's, like, a lot of their, they either, it's a lot of exposition heavy up front. And then it becomes this thing of like, next time I get a gun, I'm going to kill you too. And then it's like, right. And then they go, they let him wander off and get a gun. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I, I fully expect them to be aligned by the next episode being ended. Yeah. And I think this was one of the places where they missed to execute because they didn't have an opportunity, I guess, for these people to work out their differences, but they already gave us the, visual storytelling of Bernard lifting him up in a white suit and like a helping hand and reaching out. They did the visual storytelling. <laughs> they didn't need to then have us talk it out. Like, yeah. because it, 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 I think it's probably a, a note that him. From, like HBO being like, you need to explain this, you know, <sighs> it's um, disappointing. It's disappointing because also, if it's weird they, to it, think that we have one episode left in the season to like result, like try to at least resolve a bunch of like immediate short storylines. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they're going to do this. And we know they're obviously going to put some things off until next season, but it seems like there's just, there was a lot in which probably you could have cut down some of the action sequences in, the, in the, this episode and previous episodes to put more of these, I think, rich scenes between characters. Absolutely. Like, yeah. arguing about things. <laughs> Definitely. So. Which, it, it just... Uh, I, I think maybe if we had the full 10 episodes, like, just... I think the this show has always had such good conversations. Like, the quiet moments of Westworld are more than half the time. Like, a lot of the time, they are the best parts of the show. Yeah. Uh, and it's never... So, it's, I don't think it's ever... No one's ever, like... I, I watch Westworld for the action. It's like, no. no. It's like you... Like, the action should be short and explosive it, in between. But, like, it should not be yeah. any centerpiece of the stuff sometimes. And, Except for, like, I think in the first season especially, though, it did make sense for the action to be a big part of it. And, and I think yeah, the, the first, first scene when they, like, because it's with like, Hector and everything like that. Like, that stuff, yes. Like, but And also, like, what, what for Westworld, like, when they're actually there, it, violence is a set dressing. Yes. So, of course, it's surrounding you. Yeah. But 
when they're in the real world, yeah, there should have been. I think by season I, three here, we're already invested in a lot of these characters. Like, yeah, and, and you don't need to have Dolores and Maeve throwing each other around in a kitchen. Like, just have that outdoor set. That's the, and that would have been it, it. Like, because I was I fell out of that fight completely until yeah Dolores started using the sniper rifle with the drone, and I was like, here we go. Because just the idea to me that Dolores would just lose to Maeve felt uh even though maybe control like knockout technology that was like that was kind of weird that like she should have been able to knock out that drone and sniper rifle totally yeah right but i think i think we have seen that like it's i guess the more she tries to do with it she has to like pay attention to it like she's better or she can't do I, don't, it. She's in a fight, I don't know yeah, yeah. but I don't it, know. it also it, felt uh, like a thing when you and you play um you know the platform fight games and like you punch somebody and they fall through the floor to another level. Yeah. And it's like, that's what yeah. this felt like. It's like, oh, we're in the kitchen now. And then like, let me kick you out this door specifically. But I mean, this their, their fighting should and could be really cool because they are basically like superhuman. Their strength and everything like that. Yeah. But I don't think this was the place for it. And I don't think the stakes were right because they didn't get Maeve's motivations right. And so all of her stuff just felt like she was like a Terminator character. Yeah. And I did, I did like actually how they matched charlotte dolores's uh injured run and then dolores did the same injured run thing oh yeah like the kind yeah, of yeah. like ah, oh, my leg's weak and i'm like oh they look similar i'm like oh yeah because they sort of are supposed to be similar so. yeah it was it was pretty good i mean the missing arm and all that was good um so i i i overall i still like a lot of the ep- ideas in the episode and i thought it was I thought it was pretty good, but com- especially com- coming off one of the best episodes in the season it was a little underwhelming but I think it is a good setup, I guess, for the next episode, just because there are so many things hanging in the air for this. Yeah, I think it's still, you know, I still enjoy the show. Still, it's still great to talk about and fun. To, it's just sometimes I think sometimes the TV showness of it all is leaks out and makes me a little underwhelmed with some of these things. And um, you know, and I think Caleb is Caleb, and I thought he was maybe to me more interesting as we go along, but it's kind of hasn't. And I feel bad for that, but you know, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens next week with the finale. And I think everyone's sort of looking forward to it. So. I'm wondering how long it'll be. I'm guessing it's going to be probably just like at most if they go long, an hour ten. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a bit longer, just because I want them to have the time that they need. Was uh, last I mean, this last one was 59. Pretty long. Last season's finale. So I think it was. Was it like an hour and a half? Did they go? Full? I think it was pretty long. So that's what I'm that's kind of what I'm hoping is that we're getting another because I just feel like I, I don't want them to have to rush through it. And I'm hoping maybe part of the reason they just moved a lot of stuff quickly here is because they just were like, we need to get the people in the right place for the big moments at the end. Um, I'm also kind of hoping like I, I'm down for some more big reveals, but I don't want a major twist. Yeah. Unless it's really something that like I've just never seen before. And it, it doesn't, uh, but I, I don't know if I'm really interested in having everything recontextualized because um, well, I think they're, gonna, I they're like going to definitely, at. I think if, if they're going with season four, there's going to be something, the stakes are going to change next episode somehow. And they're going to, it's going to, the, the dynamic of things is going to shift and they're going to have to deal with, the characters are going to, you think you're all going to go one way and it's, I think it's going to switch it up a little bit. Now, it depends on who lives and who dies. Who knows? But uh, I did look up, and the passenger of the last season's last episode was an hour 30. So Yeah, and the premiere for this season was an hour 8, so I expect this to be pretty long. Which, by the way, I just looked up the title of it, Crisis Theory, which makes me 
really excited because that is such a Michael Crichton life will yeah. find a way kind of a thing. So that is yeah. uh life breaks free. I think I think the <laughs> I think our our host friends are coming home. I think they're coming home this episode. I think that's what's what's going down. And um I'm very excited for that. By the way, the season the title of this episode pressed pawn. Yeah. Are you aware of what that is in chess? I did look it up. It's when Essentially, a pawn is allowed to make it to the other side and can t- become a queen. Yes, so, or basically like any p- piece they want to become. Oh, okay, and so it's like yeah, because, an overlooked piece that now becomes like super powerful. Yes, it's it's when there's no other pawns left. Like basically, there's nothing to there's no par- pieces that can stop the pawn because when a pawn makes it to the other side of the chessboard, if you haven't played chess, you can then replace it with any other piece that you have, so you can make it a queen. Um, that is a hundred percent Caleb, obviously, because. Like Bernard said, Dolores wants Caleb to become everything he could be and stop being whatever the system wants him to be, sort of a thing. Yeah. So, John, another great episode of Watchworld yep. for people to listen to. Always fun. Uh, pretty good episode of Westworld. Always fun. Uh, people can find you at the John Paul Murphy. I am at, oh wait, is it the John Murphy or the John Paul Murphy? Uh, it's on Instagram, is the John Paul Murphy, because... Some jerk took the right. John Murphy, but uh, on this Twitter. This is why I can't remember it because it's. It's just the John Murphy, but you can. Uh, okay, and I'm at Christian underscore Humes, and we are Watch World. Thank you again for listening. As always, John, did you have a quote for us? And John, do you have a quote to leave us for our finale? Some people choose to see the ugliness in this world, the disarray. I choose to see the beauty, to believe there's an order to our days, a purpose. God, that that gives me chills because now she is on like the complete opposite in a way because now she sees the order and that's actually the chaos. I kind of love it. Yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah.